All right, this is episode 42 of the Andy Talks Energy podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ray. And uh, pursuant to our conversation last episode, uh, Alaska has found a new and interesting way in which to kill us. Alaska pox is now a real disease that a person can get. Alaska pox. Um, from what I read, though, it is hard to get, or I think it's hard. To, I hope it's hard to get from what I read. Um, apparently, some stray cat had been eating mice and voles and shrews and little critters. And um, that cat, apparently, after coming into contact with the critters, scratched a gentleman and that person passed away and condolences to that person's family. But Jesus Christ, like we needed one more awful way to die in this state. It's not the moose. If it's not the weather, apparently it's the, the cats and the shrews. And I bet I never told you guys about the time I was attacked by a shrew. And I, I have half a mind to ask my gym for the security footage because somewhere out there on a server somewhere, there is a video of me being charged by and me running from a shrew. And I don't know if you know what a shrew, or like a vole. It's like this big. It was this big. It was pitch black. It was last winter. I was coming out of the gym. And I saw this little mouse thing running around near my car. And I went, oh, how cute. I'm just going to take a closer look. Started running at me. And I started to run from it. I was running from a mouse thing this big. But I'm dead serious. That is on security camera footage somewhere. So I guess I'm lucky I haven't already passed away from Alaska pox. But anyway, um, and if you're wondering, yes, I did actually predict this. The day before the headline about Alaska pox hit the news here, the day before I was hearing cat scratch fever by Ted Nugent. And I have another like clairaudient meaning for that song. And I knew it didn't apply to me. So I'm like, okay. Where does this apply? And I'm like, okay, I guess it'll just fall into place when it's gonna. And the next day, the headline was that somebody had passed away from Alaska pox contracted from a cat scratch. So, um, weird week here. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the previous, like, archived episodes of this show, please know that I don't often talk about being attacked by wildlife, and I don't often tell folksy tales about living in Alaska. Just this episode and last episode were, like, anomalies. So that will not happen again next episode if you're tired of that theme. Um, let's jump straight into these client testimonials. I picked three for this week, and they were all from TikTok live readings from the last week and a half or so. Um, all these feedback messages came back within a day or two of the initial reading, meaning that whatever information was not placed at the time of the reading was pretty easy to find afterward. And I chose feedback messages from TikTok live readings on purpose just because um, I wanted to make the point that if you're working with a medium who actually knows what they're doing, there is no difference in evidential quality between an in-person reading or a reading done through a device like the phone or Zoom or TikTok Live. Um, also, it doesn't matter if a reading is like public or private, it can still be impactful and precise. So um, I'll start with this lovely feedback message from Miss M. Miss M says, Hi, Andy, I just wanted to validate the reading I had with you on TikTok. I love that you kept saying, ask your mom or your mom will know. She really did know all of the dates that my loved ones were sending through you. 
Uh, I had two favorite pieces of information, the first of which was a departed brown dog, a tiny one. I had no clue, as we have never really been around any dogs. It turns out that the brown dog was my mom's close neighbor friend who died last December. My mom knew instantly. Also, the baseball reference you gave, I interpreted as a reference for a British sport called cricket. She sent me the emoji. She says there is even an emoji. I am sure it was a connection made by my grandfather for my dad. Thanks again. I will be in touch soon regarding a longer reading via your website. Best wishes. So during the reading, I got what I thought was a reference to baseball. Um, but she appears to be from another country where cricket is a big deal. And that's why her grandfather would have been using a cricket reference to get a hold of her dad through her in this reading. Um, I googled cricket after this reading. And as it would turn out, the outfits do look very baseball-y. Like there's a bat, there's some balls. And I think the outfits look very, very similar to baseball. So that's an example of spirit working with the... Uh, uh, the personal frame of reference available, which was my personal frame of reference, and as close as they could get to cricket was American baseball. So this next feedback message is from a different Miss M, and she says, Hi, Andy. I wanted to follow up with validation from the reading tonight. You mentioned a wiener dog, and that is my dad's dog that died a few years ago. I completely forgot about it. You also mentioned a birthday on the 5th of a month. After looking up a few things, I found out that it was my aunt's birthday, my dad's sister. There were three siblings, and my dad and aunt are the only living ones left. My grandmother, Ola May, who you mentioned by name um, after a month, was who you brought through. I thought it was interesting that out of my three kids, she acknowledged the Leo, which is my son, who was named after his grandfather, her husband. I've always wondered if she knew that I put something in her coffin and knows what it is. The reading you gave was amazing. The fact that they acknowledged my graduation with my master's degree meant a lot, and no one knew that I had been looking at possible Viking DNA in the family. Uh, crying, laughing emoji. Thank you so much. Right, so departed people will talk about things we've been doing, like getting master's degrees and researching family genealogy, just to prove that they're still paying attention. And of course, if you recycle names in the family, uh, the departed people whose names have been used will usually come through to reference the living people who now have their names. So that was very sweet that she put all that together. Thank you, Miss M. And this message is from Miss R, and she says, Hi, you just did a mini reading for me tonight. I can confirm that there is an Eloise on my husband's side. Both September birthdays are on his side, including him. The army reference is my husband's uncle, and the M.A. male name is not family, and it's my husband's deceased best friend. And the thyroid could be related to my digestive issues. I did not realize that those could be connected. And my husband's grandma passed in June, and all of this correlates to her family. And I said, wow, that was fast. Thanks so much for the follow-up. And she says, yes, I knew it had to be his grandma because I know too much of my family history. Of course, his family came through. Thank you. LOL. So yes, sometimes in-laws and even ex-in-laws can hijack your reading. That's half the fun. 
And that's why I continually reiterate how important it is to stay open and objective about the information coming through. Because every time we try to force information to fit where it does not belong, we deprive ourselves of the opportunity to find where it does belong. So in all of those examples, we had a really nice mix of evidence ranging from names to pets and their physical appearances to birth days to birth months to current events, current achievements, and current points of interest. And that's how we know that departed people and departed pets retain their personalities, preferences, and memories, and that they are still very much aware of what's going on with the living, and they still care. Um, so thank you to both Miss M's and Miss R for the lovely feedback. All right, so now let's talk about the fun stuff. I actually did have time to watch a movie this past week, and I thought... This one was really good. I watched Midsummer. Midsummer? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It had Florence Pugh in it. I think that's how you say her name. I had never seen her in anything before. And 10 out of 10, I believed her every minute start to finish. Absolutely captivating to watch her in this movie. Um, so I wasn't sure where the movie was going for most of the movie. I wasn't sure if it was like going to be paranormal type horror or if it was going to be the kind of horror where... The bad behavior of people was the scary part. I would categorize this as like psychological and maybe a little mystical and very, very culty. And it really touched on a point that I do try to reiterate to everyone in my work, which is that if you see a spiritual situation where everyone is wearing the same outfit, run. All right. Um, and the whole movie gets like 27 out of 10 on originality. Never before have I seen a man sewn into a bear suit, nor have I ever witnessed a musical orgy in film or otherwise. I'm also going to say I really enjoyed how the characters were named. You might not catch this unless you're looking for it, but look at the names and maybe the synonyms for the names. And I feel like that makes the message of the film just that much clearer. And speaking of the message of the film... I totally see why I felt the compulsion to watch this movie because there are themes in this movie that I try to cover on this podcast and try to cover on TikTok and social media and in my general messaging. But I, I think you need to see it in this film if you've never experienced it to fully believe how big of a problem it is. I see a lot of clients and just, you know, a lot of people in, dare I say, the grief community on social media and in person who are dealing with their grief unsupported. They will be surrounded by people in their lives, friends and family, partners, who do not give a shit about their grief. And that is a tragic reality. This film really highlights how detrimental it can be to you to be in unsupportive relationships. You know, it's one thing if like you're Casual relationships are not supportive, whatever. But when the people who claim to love you can't hold space for your emotions or for your grief and for the very real problems in your life, they're probably not the right people to have around you. And you know how I'm always telling you guys, I'm sure many of you have heard me say this before, like sometimes you don't need an antidepressant. Sometimes you just need a divorce or a breakup. This movie is literally a depiction of that situation. This poor girl was taking out a van when really all she needed was to get rid of the boyfriend. I feel like that's obvious within the first three minutes of the film, so I'm not ruining anything for you. But real talk, sometimes you don't need meds. Sometimes you need a lifestyle change. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you what to do. Sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but I'm going to say definitely sometimes 
that's part of the problem. This film also touched on a theme or a message that I have been absolutely screaming from the rooftops for years on social media, you know, to varying degrees of public acceptance. And that message is that there is nothing more detrimental to an intuitive person than partnering up romantically with someone who does not acknowledge, recognize, or appreciate their intuition. If someone is constantly trying to talk you out of your intuition and you know that you have a long and proven track record of being correct about seemingly anomalous events in the future, you really don't need to partner up with someone who is not willing to acknowledge that. Um, it might actually jack up your intuition and cause it to fade. And I know this is really difficult for people who've never experienced this. But that's why there's so many people out there trying to grow back their trust in themselves and grow back their gut instinct, which they ceased to experience at some point. This happens all the time. And this film had a really good depiction of what can happen when one partner is paying attention to the vibes and the other one is like, no, it happens all the time in real world scenarios. And my final takeaway from the film is that if you have to put your menstrual byproduct and or pubic hair in a man's food to conduct sex magic on him to make him like you, you should probably just throw away the whole man. And I'm sorry if I ruined the surprise for any of you. Um, but yeah, there's actually a whole faction on social media that openly makes content about this, by the way. I don't know if you've gotten you know, far enough down that rabbit hole on spiritual TikTok, but those people are out there. Um, there is never any reason, romantic or otherwise, to uh, turn food into a biohazard. Um, yeah, so wild movie. Wild movie with a pretty darn satisfying end, I think. So definitely would recommend Midsommar. And there's just one more thing I wanted to cover this episode. I almost forgot. But... Um, this might sound a little off topic, but I assure you it's not. I wanted to talk about just how sad I am that Toby Keith passed away. Now, say what you will about his politics and his media choices. The man knew how to write, record, and perform a country song. Um, he was actually the first big concert my parents ever took me to. And I have many fond memories that are kind of set to Toby Keith music. And um, I hadn't actually really listened to some of his more recent songs. And one of them got a lot of attention. And I, now I see why. I read through the lyrics. I listened to the tune. And it's really quite profound. Um, it's very thematically relevant to this podcast. Because as much as I enjoy talking about life on this podcast, this is still kind of a, a podcast about death. And um, this song really encapsulates a message that I think many of us need to be reminded of, which is that we are only as old as we feel and um, we need to make the most of our time here. And allegedly this song was inspired by none other than Clint Eastwood, who I did mention last episode. I'm going to share this little verse with you. It says, many moons I have lived, my body's weathered and worn. Ask yourself how old would you be if you didn't know the day you were born? How old would you be? Maybe leave me a little comment. Tell me, how old would you be if you didn't know your actual age chronologically? I think I would be 21. And no, I did not run out and buy red solo cups because of Toby Keith. Um, I 
ran out to buy paper cups and they were out. Just another one of those coincidences that doesn't really feel like a coincidence that I ended up with red solo cups this time. Uh, if you are interested in scheduling a reading with me, I do have availability um, in March, April, and May. I have scheduled a group reading event on March 11th. That is a small group reading event, six people only. Everyone gets a reading and those are always a good time. Um, if you're interested in client testimonials um, to get a feel for what a reading can look like, you can actually watch readings on my TikTok feed, or you can go to my website and hit the client testimonials button that has a long um, collection of some written feedback I have received um, that I have not covered on podcast episodes. So it's stuff you haven't heard before. And um, don't forget to leave a review or a five-star rating for this show if you're into it. Um, it really helps kind of push the show and whatever algorithm you found it in, whether it's YouTube or your podcast app. This will help other people find the show. And uh, hit that like button, subscribe, leave me a little comment, super appreciate it. And I will see you next time for episode 43.